This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back at Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me is Kyle today. Just me? Just you. What happened to the other one? Well, it's spring break, and somebody's got to watch kids. (laughs) (laughs) Ken volunteered. Well, fair enough. We'll miss him, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just for this week. And then... Then he should be back next week and we'll be a full trio again. And back with more puns than ever before, I bet. Oh, yeah. He's probably writing them all down as we speak. Yeah, I know. There's probably going to be extra ones right. because he's <laughs> can get them out all out this week. Get prepared, everyone, for next week. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be full of it. I know. Yeah. I, I got let out of the house. <laughs> we had to work from home this week, so that was that was fun. Yeah. And it's it was, hot. It's summer. It was weird not having you guys around. I know. The office must have been so quiet. Yeah. Because I, without me wandering around being like, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> Work was actually able to get done. It was weird. weird. You know, <laughs> that never happens. We had, we've had this discussion, like I'm more productive at home because I don't yeah. have colleagues there to distract me and want to talk to me and I want to talk to them and I just do more work at home. It's weird. Like the house doesn't distract me, but if people are there, I'm like, ooh somebody to chit chat with yeah that's definitely the opposite of me for sure i am one where the house somehow distracts me but when i'm in the office i'm i'm focused like yeah. that or for the most part i'm focused but i'm pretty focused when i'm actually in my office but then i like when you escape yeah then i get kind of <laughs> bored and i wander out and i'm like oh there's kyle and there i'll go into ken's office and yeah i'll just find people to talk to about <laughs> stuff or if i get frustrated with something i'll go and rant out in the common space yeah where my office is. Yeah, where, so. <laughs> the bullpen where Kyle is. <laughs> so yeah. I get the bulk of it. I did a lot of work this week. It was very productive. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And I'm gl- I'll be glad to be back in the office next week. So. All right. All right. Well, we have a really short podcast this week. Not a lot happened. There wasn't a lot of news. And um, with midweek openings, it's kind of a funky week this week with Hitman's yeah. opening on Wednesday. But... Um, we don't have much on the release schedule changes. We might not have to talk about this moving forward. There's been like no changes to the immediate release schedule. Well, I hate to burst your bubble. There was one slight change. Oh yeah. I see. Okay. I see you have a note here. (laughs) It says the Beatles get back, move to streaming. Yeah. Which, uh, was a a documentary from Disney, obviously about the Beatles supposed to be coming out at the end of late august but it looks like now it's just off the schedule completely moving to disney plus which i was actually surprised by i thought it would be like a A hulu Hulu. thing yeah but i guess beatles is family friendly somehow enough well i guess they don't know what yellow submarine was right all right (laughs) no that's a bummer but i wonder it gets me just wondering if disney doesn't know how to distribute this kind of content if it's not right like a kid's movie or a Marvel movie, or uh, you know, um, oh Star my gosh, Wars. Star Wars. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I've put How blocked them out of my mind because the last <laughs> one was so bad. I was like, whatever that franchise is, it's dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Then it, I just don't know if they if the, they're like, we don't know what to do with a release plan. We don't know. I mean, that could have easily have gone to fo- uh, Searchlight. Searchlight well, could have still. Mm, yeah, that's true. Could have still um distributed that i mean i had it on on the 
on the release schedule and I had it in the bookings. There was some space for it in some places. Well, even still, um, Searchlight is about to release a documentary called Summer of, what is it called now? Summer of Soul. Mm -hmm. And even still, they're having that go day and date. So I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter when it comes to documentaries. Maybe, which I mean, documentaries are kind of hard to do for like theatrical only release. You have to really find like a specific crowd that would go out and see them. Yeah, I think the only one besides the Beatles I was interested in is the Anthony Bourdain one coming right. out. That and that one. one might be like the best case scenario of people actually going out and seeing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it feels like it feels like documentaries are just one of those types of films that are best better on streaming. That you don't really go to so. a theater for a documentary anymore. It's something you discover on streaming. Yeah. So I'm not that one's not really shocking it's not a big hit by any means it just frees up an extra screen for something else so yeah for sure and this thing is made by peter jackson so of course it's going to be like six plus hours long <laughs> yeah, so that's true honestly I didn't realize... it probably was best if it was on streaming to begin with so it, yeah it's probably not too big of a deal that this is going there to begin with no i um i didn't realize it was so long when i had put it on the I, I don't sheet. think I was anyone, like a Beatles documentary. Sure. I mean, click. I don't even think Disney knew until yeah. <laughs> maybe recently. Peter Jackson finally was like, like I got it done and edited. It's six hours long and it's going to be amazing on the big screen. And they're like, no, man. It's a Jackson cut. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which in most cases is like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other version. <laughs> so um, as far as booking strategies then coming up, that didn't really change anything. Like I said, it frees up a screen. Yeah. I am, you know, getting to play most everything in the theaters, which is great. There's one week in July that's proving to be a challenge. I think it's uh, July 23rd um, when Hotel Transylvania, Snake Eyes, and Old come out and Comeback Trail. So there's oh, four, right. four films. Yeah. And um, you be, the week before, you had Space Jam and Escape Room. So, you know, it's just really hard to get everybody in. And I am definitely having challenges with that yeah. right now. Uh, I do really want to support... You got to take Hotel Transylvania. That's Sony. It's theater exclusive. It's a kid's movie yep. after not having one for a while. Because I just don't think Boss Baby's really going to hold up also being on streaming. So I think you have to take Hotel Transylvania, and then it's just a toss-up now between Snake Eyes and um, Old, the M. Night Shyamalan film, the horror film from Universal. In the second half of July, yeah. yeah. And um, and Comeback Trail, and you want to support you know, Cloudburst. I think having m- more studios is good. Ha- having competition is good. I want to support that. And, I, and we got a screener of Comeback Trail, from last year from yeah the long pand- time ago <laughs> from the pandemic and it's really funny it's actually there yes. it's yep. it's a it's good it's funny it'll hit an older audience so that one's good but then it's paramount snake eyes and you don't and paramount doesn't really have won't have had anything since quiet place so you can't are you really going to tell paramount no like sorry you can't get in i got to get universal in one more time after they've just had three films at at 4th of July. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. So that's that's going to that's going to be a huge challenge. That just that one week cuz you could probably take everything that week, but then you've got Jungle Cruise waiting in the wings. Yeah. on deck the next week and there's no way you're not playing Jungle Cruise. So even if it is day and date. Yeah. yeah. I think it's still going to be a big film. And um so that that's kind of proven to be a challenge. 
and we're we're only in June. We're only in the middle of June right now. But man, I'm looking in the middle of July, going, I might have issues. Well, just, July July just looks more stacked than June did. Yeah, and June had some good movies, but right. Um, yeah, I mean, we weren't even talking about the first half of July. Like that's going to be interesting between Forever Purge, Black Widow, mm-hmm. Boss Baby to an extent. But you know that we there's so little product. And the product didn't, isn't lasting as long as, so I'm getting it all in. It's all getting in yeah. on that. And Universal is getting their three screens. They are getting, they will have an F9 screen. And in most places they'll have a purge and a boss baby. And where mm. they, where I can't, you know, if it's smaller location, they'll have F9 and boss baby. I mean, I, a lot of people want to not play boss baby cause it's day and date. And I agree. Like, I don't want to support that. I don't want to support day and date streaming any yeah. more than I have to, but Peter Rabbit kind of underperformed and I, you know, you can't go a, a what is, would it be a third, fourth week on Peter Rabbit and not, so you need something fresh. And so now I'm forced to play boss baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm being my, I'm being more pushed into boss baby than I had ha- kind of hoped to because he, Peter Rabbit underperformed. If you had something that was like super strong, that was theater exclusive, I could use that argument. Well, I'm going to go with something theater exclusive, but mm. It just wasn't as strong, and I just think that the timing was was off. It, if it had been earlier in the year, you know, when we wanted May, uh, May March, whenever it would have <laughs> all it, of those, it could have been a, a lot more successful, even with less theaters, because there was no competition. Now, yeah. now it, by the time it had come out, we had hit um, Cruella, which still played, you know audiences not the littles but yeah it still played family audiences and then we had spirit untamed which played to littles mm-hmm. and, and that's just a lot of kids product right before peter rabbit right so that was that was kind of a bummer i still i still will bring it off the break in my in my smaller towns and still play it over fourth of july because i think yeah. it'll be good but and it's probably then when when you could start seeing it having the same effect as like you know Raya did or as Crudes did to where it still is staying kind of afloat. Works, it's still yeah. There, yeah, exactly. It works. Like we like, don't know how, but right. it's working. It's so, just consistent. Yeah, it's possible it could land into that. And if I can type get it field. into consistent matinees, it'll stay. I mean, right. I I get to open up the other stuff on on evening shows. It if they let me have a policy where I get matinees only, I it might stay in there. Mm-hmm. But we do have. Yeah, I don't know how long it could stay. We do have Boss Baby, we do have Space Jam, and then we have Hotel Transylvania, and then we have Jungle Cruise. We actually have so much family product, it's crazy, coming up. I just hope that it works. Yeah, it doesn't cannibalize itself. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it will. I think we're we're all okay. Sure, yeah. But um, it just takes some management on, on everybody's part to make sure that they're not taking up too much of, of the time on the screen. Yeah. Luckily, we're balancing it with some really awesome action picks. We got Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard opening up this week. We'll mm-hmm. have F9, which will be huge next week. Black, it should, yeah. Black Widow, which is an all-audiences film. Two weeks from yeah. F9. Or, well, I guess three weeks from we now, then. We got Escape yeah. Room, which will be on a smaller scale. But, you know, the first Escape Room did really well. It was PG-13. Mm-hmm. It got to have more audience in it. And I think it's positioned really well to be, you know, strong where you do open it. And, and then we're looking forward to Snake Eyes and, and Old and Comeback Trail. I think there's a little bit for everybody. 
Yeah, that's I, a, yeah, that's the thing. As much as it's kind of a bummer that it's all getting crowded, it still is like a good thing for theaters right. mm-hmm. anyway. Because it seems like the things that are coming out are just a little bit for everyone. So yeah. someone's bound to come. Right. Like someone's bound to at least want to break from something and go to a theater and watch anything they can find. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I feel like we're finally building momentum. Yeah, this, exactly. This is feeling really good. I'm very much looking forward to Fourth of July weekend. We're gonna have F nine on screens everywhere. I can take a couple days off, not worry about things. <laughs> right. Because I know I'm holding. I'm just holding everything. Yep. You know, I've already, op- I will have open Purge and Boss Baby, but I've already booked it. I've already talked to Universal. We're good. Yeah. So, oh, I'm looking forward to a little mini 4th of July vacation. <laughs> and hopefully everyone else is too. Hopefully yeah. everyone can do the same. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of all it for booking strategies. Keep in tune. It in tune to that because things may change. I mean, something might underperform, something might fall off, but we're looking at July. It's crazy. I'm living in July right now. And it's a full slate. Yeah. And it's a full slate. It's awesome. I mean, a year ago, that was the complete opposite. <laughs> oh my so gosh. as much as we're kind of complaining, <laughs> this ago, is really good stuff. I was like, what can I play for a repertory product to create that? Like, yeah. I was trying to create this similar situation out of repertory. Like, we were hyping up Jurassic Park. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like trying, you know, wishing that Paramount would have let us have Top Gun at 4th oh, of July right. because yeah. they didn't, because Top Gun was supposed to come out. So they didn't allow, you know, at the end of the year, so they didn't allow anybody to play it. Now it's coming out at the end of this year and mm-hmm. they're, but they're luckily letting people play it. So I do have a few locations that are going to get to play Top Gun over 4th of July, which I think if you're going to bring in repertory is an excellent choice. Yeah. And especially at that holiday too oh so. yeah um i i know from repertory in years past that jaws always does super well for some reason that's like the the good weekend and um and i think a jaws top gun combo maybe even throw in a jurassic park if you wanted some repertory stuff those yeah. three i think that'd be really strong if you wanted to bring in something old for if you had space, I don't think you have space with as much product as coming out, but if you did. But probably in a, in a more normal year, like mm-hmm. a, two years ago or something, that probably would have been a good time to play those titles. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think they work this year, but I'm not sure if anybody has the space. Exactly. Yeah. Again, there's just a lot of stuff coming out. Oh my gosh. And yeah. The focus is on the new rather than the old. Um, And then of the stuff coming out, you know, In the Heights kind of underperformed and mm-hmm. In in some ways that's sadly yeah it's a great movie I think it I think it it's hits so a lot good. of marks but it just kind of underperformed and um and I think that's okay because it had enabled me to bring in more stuff over Fourth of July it's just really not going to make it past Fourth of July no I it think probably in theaters have. but uh, it was interesting um it was definitely weak even post pandemic comparative it was weak in the box office yeah. but it was also apparently weak streaming from mm-hmm. what um people can gather is that it didn't have the stre- as strong streaming numbers as um say godzilla or mortal Kombat did for hbo max you know we kind we read one article about it um from business insider uh and they were saying well hbo max didn't really it hasn't really hurt the bo- domestic box office because in the heights they both were low and i just i think i had a real problem with that premise yeah it's not technically wrong granted you know you dish in the heights just didn't have the audience it just didn't have a wide audience it had a small audience and you saw that reflected in the grosses not a lot of people came out not a lot of people streamed it right but i think that 
the fallacy in their argument comes from that if you have a small pool of people you're drawing from, of, of customers going to go see in the Heights, and you've split it now between theaters and streaming, all you did was take that little pool and make it two small pools. Whereas if you would have given, say, the theaters more of an exclusive run on this, say, a three, even a three-week run. I was going to say 45 days. <laughs> yeah, no, but say even a three-week run because right. it was weak. Give it an exclusive three-week run. It could have, the story could have been a little different. We wouldn't be talking about it being soft or weak or out after two weeks. Box office flop. Yeah. yeah. We would have said, oh, it was post-pandemic, maybe even successful. Because you don't know how many of those streamers would have been forced to go see it in theaters. Right. And then and then we would have built on the that is a success story and then you could have translated that over to streaming once you brought it streaming on see the hit film in the heights now it's just like well everybody kind of knows it's a dud and you've you've wasted that marketing opportunity to market it it's as dud. something more it's a dud here it's a dud there yeah. why bother seeing it regardless yeah i mean meanwhile paramount is doing it right they mm-hmm. gave it a window and now it's like they can brag and say this is the number one movie in theaters right. in America right now, and it and became number one again. Yeah, it even topped um, in the Heights. Yeah, in the Heights didn't even get to number no. one at all. No, so now they could they get to brag about all that and say, mm-hmm. by the way, in a few weeks, in a few short weeks, it's going to go on Paramount Plus. Yeah, and you can see the movie all over again, all over right. again in your home, and people are going to be like, oh yeah, I really like that movie. I'll I will watch it again. Right on their streaming service. No, it just Paramount is really doing it right. I mean, that forty five day window they got. They got open number one. Conjuring knocked them out the second week. Third week, they're back. They're back because yeah. In the Heights split its audience between streaming and and theater. And now it's they can say they're number one again. They get a clean policy the third week, yep. even though we didn't really want to give them a clean policy. <laughs> but it's hard to argue when you're the number one film yeah. again. So I I just think day and dating is not the way to go you there's just so many more we're seeing it played out i think theater owners knew this to be the case and studios hoped it wouldn't be right or just assumed it wouldn't be or thought that they could market it not to be that way Mm -hmm. and however much they hate the theaters hate (laughs) that the theaters come in between them and the customer they need the theaters because it's not coming in between them and the customer's pocketbook it's amplifying it for them right it's giving them more and and in movies and movie theaters are just in a really unique position to do that there's not too many industries where the product is amplified by going to a different party first and then coming back to you yeah um i think at least to everyone else it's starting to become a realization that Mm -hmm. day and date is a flawed release strategy I don't know if studios are catching on yet, but I hope they do because they're trying to get the best of both worlds at the same time. Whereas Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about why movies, you know, have good DVD release numbers to begin with because they came from theaters first. And if Mm -hmm. the movie's good enough and if the theater experience was good enough, that is amplified and that is spread around from person to person. And then people go, okay, I'll see in the theater or I'll rent the dvd or i'll buy the dvd or i'll stream the movie or however they do it so mm-hmm. it's i think it's just becoming a realization that this is flawed you have to wait for 
the results of streaming by first going to theater first. Yep. I completely agree. Now, there's just going to be some films that just don't work in theaters. Like we were talking about yeah. the Beatles documentary. That probably wasn't going to work. That would be a great candidate for a day and date. Doesn't need to go to Disney Plus exclusive. I mean, if there are a few theaters that have the market for a film like that, they should be able to play it too. Sure. I'm not saying that there has to be a blanket window strategy and there has to be a blanket streaming strategy. I just think that certain films need a window and and if those and if there's films that fall outside that then they should be day and date there should never be something that gets promoted like it's going to be in theaters and goes right to streaming and disney i'm looking at you with luca on that (laughs) one because i i yeah you know theaters do put effort in they do program trailers they do put up your poster for not and when you do something like that that's for nothing so Either make the policy day and dating, which on a bigger, on Disney films moving forward is probably not the best strategy like what we're seeing, and or just give it a small window or just let them go, you know, both. But this exclusive streaming, I don't think will work down the road either. It just becomes one more kind of title on the menu and you just kind of glaze over it. Yeah, I mean... You know, think about every Pixar movie that you've heard about, and they always go to theaters, and that's, you know, exciting. I mean, not everyone's, like, the biggest Pixar fan, but there's mm-hmm. at least, like, one Pixar movie that people are like, oh, that looks great. And I know about it because I see commercials for it going to theaters all the time. Right. But have we heard anything about Luca? I certainly haven't. It's I've... probably the first Pixar movie that I completely forgot about. I've... I even remember trailers for, like, Cars 2, and right. that's, like, the worst Pixar movie. But about... I remember it because... And Soul? I don't even see. Yeah, even I don't Soul, even see merchandise for Soul outside. In that was Target. probably a bit hard to have merchandise to begin with. But even still, though, yeah. because it was on streaming, even in the Christmas season, that seemed to have been like, oh yeah, that was a movie. Yeah, and Soul's incredible, by the way. Like Is that it? movie should have gotten a lot more love. Than I wouldn't. It I ever wouldn't did. know. I haven't been a trader and out of Disney Plus yet. Mm. Want me to go back <laughs> to the HBO Max Mortal Kombat discussion? <laughs> I can throw that back. Yeah. <laughs> I still have HBO Max. We have not gotten rid of it. And I've not watched anything on it except for Mortal Kombat. At least I admit I'm a shill. I, I don't go. But I did it for one. I only watched one. I didn't watch Godzilla. I have not watched. <laughs> what else came out after that? Um, the, what was it? Um, I don't remember. All the Little Things. Oh, the watch, Little Things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, uh, you can skip that one. I haven't watched In the Heights. I just, you should go see In the Heights in theaters. Yeah absolutely i mean i haven't i only, i just so desperately <laughs> wanted to watch mortal Kombat. but at I what price it. cody fifteen dollars that was the price, price. <laughs> i heard in my head yeah. i heard in my head <laughs> it was more than a movie ticket here it sucked well well actually it's like 45 dollars because i have not deleted it yet i've not canceled my subscription yeah, so, that's on, so that all is on you oh no i've overpaid for that one film so we're both victims yeah <laughs> just it happens technology is a tricky thing sure yeah we'll go with that (laughs) Um, speaking of tricky things the svog we have an update Ooh, we have an update people hopefully it's a good update okay so uh nato sent out um their update from svog that says that the sba has now looked over at least 3200 applications so they've at least, out of 14,000, they've 
they've looked at 3200 the number got bigger <laughs> yeah they've awarded for for sure people that got money 864 and of those we know two people Ooh. that got their money All so right. it is real i know real people in real life yeah that really got this grant they they got the cash they showed you the picture of the cash i wish it was all in the bag they were swimming in a pool of cash in the picture Ooh. that's amazing <laughs> um nine another 943 are queued up for the award so they'll probably be receiving it within the next week okay there was about 300 that were declined because of ineligibility. So, you know, people just trying to fish around for a grant that weren't supposed to. Yeah. There's 243 that they've gone back to try to fix technical errors. and But there's 900 that are still will either be declined or their technical error issues. So, you know, just keep, keep a lookout for that. But, um, I mean... Hope, that that's gotten a lot bit better. I mean, within <laughs> much better. within the one week, we've actually had people get money. So I'm hoping this is more of a snowball effect, and mm. we just get more and more and more the next week goes. And I will have known dozens of people next week, but we'll let you know. That all sounds way more positive than yeah. what we heard from last week. So I'll, yeah. I'll take it. So people are getting their money. They're slowly getting through the application keyword is slow but yeah. at least there's better progress than what was happening last week yeah so um whatever change they made at sba by making it go to the new committee i think is working they got their you know what together god i hope so because or at man, least it seems like it people need this so <laughs> yes they need they need the money i wish i wish we could have applied for it we would have been so on top of this Oh, yeah, we would. I mean, they might have pronounced us all dead, but right. we would have been on top of it. Yeah. I would have fixed that error right away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so um, keep keep your hopes up. I think that money is coming. Hold tight in there, and um, we'll keep you updated if we get any more updates on that. All right. Um, and the only other thing we have left is uh, trailers. Anything new this week, Kyle? Uh, well, the big one that could probably be discussed is the comeback trail but we kind of talked about it on last week's podcast because oh, we yeah. saw a screener for it a year mm -hmm. ago so um our thoughts are more on that episode right. so go and check it out but also check out the trailer too because you'll see what we mean when we were discussing about it last week uh but we wanted to talk about this movie called pig from neon starring <laughs> the amazing uh nicholas cage oh my gosh yeah it was interesting I in all the best ways. <laughs> thought at first it was a spoof of John Wick because it's about this chef who lives alone like a hermit in the woods with his pet tr pig and he the pig's a truffle hunter and so he out finding truffles with his pig and uh, somebody takes his pig and he has to go in the city and get him and it's not an action thing where he's beating people up. He Yet. looks he looks very beat up himself. Mm -hmm. All but, to get his pet pig. Yeah, but it it looks like it has some, you know, perspectives on society in it. Mm -hmm. Some, I just, it, Nicholas Cage, a dramatic actor. He's, he's amazing. We need to remember that he's an amazing actor. I, just, I get all of his movies lately are bad, but right. the dude's really talented and it shows in this trailer. Yes. Shockingly. Yeah. And so then you're taking this like absurd hermit guy seriously. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a, because Nicolas Cage is pulling off the acting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I'm really interested in this movie. Yeah. Obviously. It's weird. It's not going to play commercially. No, it's not in a title. No. Obviously not. It's not the 90s where Nicolas Cage was the biggest deal. No. Or This yeah. isn't the rocker face-off here. Exactly. But I don't know. For some reason, like, just the mood of the movie, the simple premise, kind of like what John Wick did, mm-hmm. is really clever. But it seems to, at least in terms of... Um, I don't know character development it seems to you know be taking things a step further it than john you. Wick does yeah and yeah all around it's just intriguing because it just looks good and it has a simple simple premise that looks like it's actually going to be executed uh in a really well done manner yeah no i i again it's not gonna play commercially it's not something that you should like go to your film buyer and be like, I have to have this. But yeah. if you're an upscale market, if you have um, an art house feel, mm-hmm. I mean, if you traditionally play neon titles, I think neon ha- has their lane and they kind of got a little bump when Parasite did so well. Oh, totally. But that, that was way outside their lane normally. They're, they kind of have this um, auteur lane, this um, independent film feel Yeah, that doesn't play everywhere it was very art house feel and and this movie is right up their alley for that it's just i it was just surprising it looked really intriguing and and nicholas cage killed that that trailer it was awesome yeah hopefully the movie is just as great as like the trailer was and it's yeah. coming out july limited 16th. yeah limited release july mm-hmm. 16th so a normal kind of, theater you know that has to be yeah. playing other titles like that we just mentioned a few minutes ago a whole bunch of them so they probably even if they're a little curious, it'll probably be hard to fit it in there somehow, yeah. I would imagine. But definitely the art house uh, theaters would be right. the ones that would need to pick this up mostly. Yeah. No, I'm I'm going to take a look at my circuit and see if there's anywhere I can really fit it in. The 16th is hard. That's the same weekend as Space Jam and Escape Room. Yep. And then the next week I have that issue where I ha- there are four titles that come out the next week. And then you know jungle cruise after that not to mention the previous movies that could be a hit so right they could still keep playing. you probably still have f9 on screen i mean could be yeah uh, that's only what four weeks yeah about so yeah you'll probably still have f9 on screen you'll probably still have purge you might have boss baby but i i kind of think a lot of people are going to come off boss baby for space jam so i don't hotel, know hotel four as well well hotel's coming out the week after but oh right 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 yeah yeah, so it just it's hard finding the it, space because you do it's you do want to give everything enough screens to have enough the proper show times, mm-hmm. and so you need flexibility in screen counts. You don't want to fill up everything right away. Yeah. Um. So, but keep it on the radar. It was it was so surprising. I haven't there hasn't been anything from Neon that I've actually really wanted to see until this one. This might. Yeah not i mean i don't know if it turns into more of a john wick action thing then it might cross over a little bit better but i did wonder about that too i was like is it gonna get into like action movie territory maybe in like the final act oh yeah yeah, he totally would pull that off remember willie's wonderland like he could easily you know pull off the action stuff like that Mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody remembers eric from our podcast Never forget. Never forget, Eric. He's from alive, the be- by the way. But. From the beginnings of our <laughs> podcast, but I was watching that, and I was like, oh, this is such an Eric movie. Oh, it is. It's exactly it's my first It's not a Cody thought. movie, but it's no. an Eric movie. It was totally an Eric movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we need him so he could 
tell me why it's so great and I'll tell him why it looks, you know, <laughs> dumb and boring and nobody's going to go to it. Well, <laughs> you would have at least been like, I get it though. Yeah. Like most of the time with those conversations, you were like, I don't get what you're saying right now. But, <laughs> but with this right. movie, I think you would have been like, I acknowledge, I acknowledge what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Midsommar, not so much. This I can maybe acknowledge right, a little right. bit. <laughs> so that's it. That's all we got for you guys. Yeah. Um, so everyone, enjoy the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated uh, film information and marketing materials for upcoming releases, you can check us out on that website and get all the information and assets you will need. Yep. And don't forget, it's Father's Day weekend. You know, yes. And Hitman's body, <laughs> wife's bodyguard is out, and that might be a great movie to take dad to. Ooh, good point. Didn't or grandpa i did remember father's day i feel like i sounded like oh, oh it was this weekend but no i i i remember did you get your dad something yep coordinated I, with my sister we have it all worked out i got my uh dad and my father-in-law meats we went to the butcher shop and got an array of amazing meats mm-hmm. for dad and i'm hoping that he grills them and feeds them to us <laughs> so it, it might comes be with the cost <laughs> yeah but but if not he has great meats for himself that's such a father's day <laughs> move to yeah. being like happy father's day now feed us yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i got an array of things so he doesn't have to be all this father's day right but, right and then uh, i got Ken something he really wanted of course so I can't divulge what it is in case he listens to the podcast, but next week we can talk about it. I can't wait to hear about it. Because I tried to co-op Father's Day because we, my nickname in our house is Fun Dad. And so I was like, yeah. if it's Father's Day, does Fun Dad get to do something? <laughs> you don't get two holidays. <laughs> no, that's what he said. You don't get Fun Dad Day and Mother's Day. <laughs> I know. Darn it. So close. So close. Okay. All, All right. right. Have so a good weekend. <laughs> yeah. Bye.